are you today? Good? Are you ready to receive? Me too. I have a word for you that's been stirring in my heart for a few weeks now. And I didn't even, it was the last day of vacation, and I was sitting there doing my devotions, and I looked up at Travis, and I said, um, it's Thursday, Sunday's in three days. Are we preaching on Sunday? <laughs> and what are we preaching on Sunday? That's how relaxed we were. It was good. It's a good thing. Um, but the Lord automatically brought the word faith to my heart. That's some faith you got there, sir. Faith. And I went to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is the substance of who we are. Faith is the foundation for breakthrough. Faith is a gift, not something we conjure up. Faith increases at our willingness to believe in what we cannot see. Faith increases at our willingness to believe what we cannot see. When I was a kid, the illustration that was always used was, you know, you can't see God, but how do you know he's there? Well, you can't see the wind, but you feel the wind. How many have ever heard of that? Yeah. Faith is a gift, not something we conjure up. Holy Spirit really flipped my perspective on this over the last few weeks. I'm going to read you Strong's Concordance definition for the word faith. The Greek definition, pistis, is the Greek word for faith. Faith is always a gift from God and never something that can be produced by people. In short, for the believer, faith for the believer is God's divine persuasion and therefore distinct from human belief, parentheses, confidence, yet involving it. The Lord continuously births faith in the yielded believer so they can know what he prefers, the persuasion of his will. Faith like a child. You see, for a long time, I felt like faith had to be something I mustered up and I brought forth and I have faith and I'm going to make this happen because of my faith and, and or I don't have faith in this situation and I have just a little bit of a mustard seed size of faith and I just don't feel it. I don't know, God. I don't know what you're doing. And this definition isn't based on the size of our faith. It isn't something we create. It's a gift. Our faith is a gift from God. It takes faith to pray. It takes faith to believe. Not believe and then faith. Faith and then belief. It takes faith to speak out his will. 
It takes faith to hear. It takes faith to move. It takes faith to break through battles into glory. Faith is born of the Spirit in the hearts of mankind. Faith is neither intellectual nor anti-intellectual. It is a superior it is a superior to intellect. Catch that. The Bible does not say with the mind man believes. Through faith, man is able to come into agreement with the mind of God. I know this is a little confusing. Just stick with me. Because we so often look at faith, and I personally have looked at faith as something I create and I make happen. But faith is a gift. Never something that can be produced by people. It is a gift. Through faith, man is able to come into agreement with the mind of God. Hebrews eleven three through 5. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. Okay, follow me. It doesn't say, by understanding, we have faith, does it? So, we're not always going to understand what we're learning. We're not always going to fully understand what's happening. We're not always fully going to know the why. We're not always fully going to have the what. We know, we know that God is good. We know that his promises are true. And so, sometimes we have to step out onto the water, not knowing if that water is going to, if we're going to sink or swim, but by faith... Whether we understand it or not, we're going to step out onto the water. Are you following me? Are you with me? Some of you are, some of you aren't. Faith is the gateway to kingdom understanding. Faith is the gateway to understanding the kingdom. It takes faith to read the word of God and believe that it's true. Doesn't it, Art? It takes faith to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he went to the cross to save us from our sins, doesn't it? Okay. Faith is the gateway to kingdom understanding. You don't figure it out and then you have faith. You don't figure it out and then you have faith. Faith has to come first. It is through faith you gain perspective and understanding. I've, I've made this muddy or clear. You guys with me? Yeah? Faith is the gateway to kingdom understanding. I would like to keep this as simple as possible now that I've made it as complicated as possible. <laughs> we're going to dig into faith. And we're, gonna, we're going to discover the, the faith, the catalyst to the kingdom. Faith is the catalyst to the kingdom. By faith, Noah built the ark. He didn't fully understand what was going to happen. He didn't fully know what the end result was going to be. But by faith, he believed who God says he was and is. 
and built the ark. And then the rains came and the floods came. By faith, Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and believed that Jesus was the Son of God. By faith. Faith comes first. Then your full understanding will come. Then things will get clearer. And sometimes they won't. And that's where faith kicks in. Amen? Okay. So we're going to keep this simple. Childlike faith isn't complicated. It is birthed out of intimacy, trust, and purity. Jesus speaks to the heart of this in the Lord's Prayer. Even though the word faith is not used in this passage, it is clear that it takes faith to pray and execute this kind of trust in the Father. Jesus basically says, keep it simple. Pray with faith that your Father has already taken care of it. See, in order to pray, it takes faith. Amen? And faith is a gift. Pray with faith that your Father has already taken care of it. Faith gives us eyes to your heart. That kind of faith is full of confidence in the unseen and connects you to God's will for your daily living. Faith declares what God will do, not just what he can do. This morning when we declared healing in your bodies, it's what he will do. It's his plan. It's his promise. It is not being overly confident. It's not being cocky. It's not saying, demanding God to do it. It's what he said to do. So my faith is going to line up with what he said, and we're going to walk it out. Because he is an all-knowing, all-powerful, miraculous God. And so when we step out in faith, and we step out of the boat, and we activate that faith, that faith that is a gift that you can't make up, but he gives to you. When you activate that faith, miracles happen. Signs and wonders happen. Salvation happens. You see, the Holy Spirit starts to stir your heart for more. The Holy Spirit is the one that moves you into that faith. And Jesus said, I want, to, I want you to keep it simple. Don't make it complicated. Undress all of what I just said and just take this nugget that your faith is a gift And it increases as you walk with him, as you talk with him, as you commune with him. Scott talked about intimacy last week, as you have intimacy with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Faith declares what God will do. It doesn't beg, doesn't, oh, please, God, I hope that you will. What does God's word say about your situation? Line your heart and your faith up with that and walk it out. What's the prophetic word you received years ago? Get it out. Read it over again. Activate your faith in that word and move. See, Jesus gave us this prayer, and I love this. This is where the Lord led me. That yesterday morning I was preparing for this, and I promise you that as we go into it, it will be a little bit more clear in, in the faith aspect, but I want you to know that 
The Holy Spirit is here, and he sees your faith. And as we pray, as we worship, as we live, as we move, as we have our being, that faith grows. Our understanding grows. Our ability to hear his voice gets clearer and clearer. And Jesus said it. Go with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Jesus said it. He said, I want you to keep it simple. You don't have to be fancy. You don't have to conjure up this faith. I want you to keep it simple. So he gives us a prayer. In verse 5, I'm going to read in the Passion Translation, then I'm going to read it in the NKJV, and then I'm going to read it in a different version. Whenever you pray, be sincere. These are Jesus' words. And not like the pretenders who love the attention they receive while praying before others in the meetings and on the street corners. Believe me, they've already received in full their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your innermost chamber and be alone with Father God, praying to him in secret. And your Father who sees all you do will reward you openly. When you pray, there is no need to repeat empty phrases, praying like those who don't know God. For they expect God to hear them because of their many words. There is no need to imitate them. Since your Father, this is where faith is activated. Hear this right here. Since your Father already knows what you need before you ask him, do you believe that this morning? And I don't even want to use the word believe. Do you have faith that God already knows what you need before you ask him? Yeah, he knows everything, right? Goofy Leslie, that's silly. He knows it all. But sometimes when we come before the Father, we, have to, we feel like we have to make it happen. We feel like we have to walk it out and, and just please him and, and, and do all the right things. Say all the right things. Be fancy, right? And he, Jesus is like, I want you to keep it sincere and simple and personal. That innermost part, when he says innermost chamber, if you look at the um, concordance, it says that innermost chamber is your inner heart. It's not necessarily you going and hiding in a closet, which is always good. But it's praying not out so everybody can see, look, I'm praying. Aren't I amazing? That's what the Pharisees and the Sadducees did. But it's actually this, it's, it's the posture of your heart when you're praying. Go into the innermost chamber. It says, the inner room, which also means storehouse. Close the door and pray. This inner room can also be a metaphor for praying from the heart, from an innermost being, our storehouse. It's internal. It's inner. It's intimate. Father already knows what you need before you ask. So let's read the prayer together. 
our Father. You can follow me on the screen, I think. Is it up there? Is it? Our Father. Go ahead and read it out with me. Dwelling. Go ahead. <laughs> Hang on. Let's start over. And our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. We acknowledge you as provider of all we need each day. Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For you are the king who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. And when you pray, Jesus adds a little tag onto the end. Make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your Father withholds forgiveness from you. I'll let you guys dig into that part on your own. To walk out his forgiveness, to walk out his love, we have to be the same. His love and his forgiveness to everyone we encounter. It's powerful. So I just want to jump back. Actually, I'm going to, how many of you know this prayer by heart? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. The kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. I think I have like three versions mixed up in my head because I was like looking for my version online. I was like looking at all the different versions and comparing and I'm like, this doesn't exist. Because <laughs> I have trespassers and not debtors for the new King James Version. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll find one that, <laughs> that has everything. It, it's all the same, but... It's just funny, because I, I memorized it when I was a kid. And you know how when, you, uh, when you're a kid and you're singing hymns, and you're like just singing along because you can't really read them, and you just make up the words, and then you get older, and you're like, oh, that's what it said. <laughs> this is what I thought it said. This is what I sang. Yeah. So I love this prayer, and it's become very personal to my heart over the last few years. And something I, I have been, I, I did for like a year every morning when I woke up. And I want to encourage you in faith to pray this prayer every single morning. There's a reason why I prefaced this prayer with faith. Because if you read this prayer, this prayer is not Jesus begging God to do something. It's not him saying, if you would please, sir, give me more bread. Right? <laughs> I, can't, I can't do an accent very well. It's okay. But it's not us in a posture of begging God. It's not us in a posture of, oh, please. It's, it's truly faith declared in this prayer. Faith declared, our Father. And I love how it starts. It's his name. He is God, but he is our Father. And he's a good Father. He's our Papa. He takes good care of us. He knows exactly what we need before we ask. So when we pray, we can expect God to move. Amen? 
Do you expect him to move when you pray? Do you expect him to come through? Your faith will line up your heart and your mind with his heart and mind so that you will be in line with his will and your prayers and what you ask will line up with his will and it will come to pass. He said, you can ask me anything in my name. So if you look, our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name, his name, that word name in the Hebrew is Shem. It has multiple meanings. It can also be translated as light, sound, and atmosphere. How big is our God? Really big. His name covers everything. Light, sound, and atmosphere. Wherever he is, wherever there is light, wherever there is sound, wherever there is atmosphere, which um, is everywhere, he is. His name covers it all. Our Father, may the glory of your name that fills every space, every crook, every cranny, be the center on which our lives turn. I think (laughs) as the world turns came to mind when I read that version, I was like, okay, that's not what you mean. Okay, that's what our lives can be like without faith and without God, amen? But with him and through him, our lives turn and our hearts and our minds and our homes and everything we do, the atmosphere in our homes, the atmosphere in our workplaces, he is there. He is there. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. Do you see heaven's purposes being fulfilled everywhere you look? Huh? Anybody? Everywhere you look, when you turn on the TV, when you walk outside, when you go to the city, when you do different things, when you see different things, do you see heaven playing out everywhere? So what do we need to be praying for? What do we need to be activating? Heaven on earth. What this prayer says, these are Jesus' words, and Jesus never said anything the Father didn't say. And the Father says this, so we say this, and through the Son, we have the ability and the authority to declare heaven on earth. Manifest your kingdom realm. We've got to pray this prayer every day, church, every day. This is something that is so heavy on my heart that we've got to all start. We've got to, we got to get it. I almost printed it out for you. I felt like a teacher, but I was like, I'm going to give him a handout, and then I didn't. So maybe we'll give it to you next week. But you've got to pray this prayer every day. And, and with the activation of faith that it's already done, and that you're going to walk it out today. We acknowledge you, verse 11, as our provider of all we need each day. Doesn't that go with the stewardship series that we just finished? He is the provider of all we need. It is already taken care of, y'all. He goes before you. He's already ahead of you. He's already thought the thousand things you're trying to think of. He's already taken care of it. Some of you, your minds, you can't rest because you're trying to figure out everything and you're trying to fix everything and you're trying to do all the things. 
Instead, your father is saying, I need you to take a step back. I need you to take a deep breath. And I need you to ask me to be this, because I am. I am your provider. And Jesus said it, so we should say it, with the faith that is activated in each of our hearts. You are my provider, and you're going to take care of what I need today. And you're going to provide the bread for tomorrow. And then he goes into, forgive us the wrongs we have done. As we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. It's not just us forgiving, being forgiven, it's us forgiving. It's like a constant, you know, the river of life, the river of living water that we talk about flowing out of your innermost being. That river flows through forgiveness and grace. That river flows. When you forgive, that river pours through you. When, you. when you release what has been done wrong to you, that river of life pours through you. That healing pours through you. And Jesus is saying, I want to implore you that every day you, you speak forgiveness over yourself and you speak forgiveness over those that have wronged you. Don't let anything get in between me and you. Don't let ever, anything stop that river from pouring through you. Don't let anything stop heaven from touching earth. How powerful our forgiveness is and our forgiveness to others. How powerful. I think that's why Jesus tagged it at the end again. He said, and when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others. Make sure. And then verse 13, rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. Hallelujah. I believe that we each have angels that go before us and take care of us. I joke, and he's not here, so don't tell him I said this, but I joke that my dad has a fleet of angels that go with him wherever he drives. <laughs> have you ever ridden with him? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't tell him I said that. <laughs> but I do, I'm not just joking, because I've actually prayed angels go with him. Okay? Okay. I'm not just kidding around. I'm, not, I'm serious, and I know that each one of us, it's biblical that each one of us have angels guarding and protecting us. And it's in the Lord's Prayer. It says, rescue us every time we face tribulation. Protect us. Cover us. That encompasses everything. His angels are around you. His spirit is with you. He is in the atmosphere. He is in the sound. He is in the light. He is everything you need. Every tribulation you face, he's already there. He's already rescuing you. And his angels are there protecting you. It is acknowledging, it is acknowledging that he is far greater than anything we can see. Oh, come on. He is far greater than anything we can see with our eyes. And it's activating that faith, that heart faith to say, I believe these angels are guarding my babies at night. I believe that there are angels on the four corners of my property. I believe that his power is here to heal you today. I believe that he is here to save you and that every person I encounter needs an encounter with him, needs to know him. set us free from evil. He's here to break the chains and to free you once and for all. 
This is how I fight my battles, through faith in Jesus' name and the power of this prayer. I, I believe that Jesus gave us this prayer, not for it to sit in the book and us repeat it at Thanksgiving or at meals. I believe he gave us this prayer for power. Settle down. <laughs> for you are the king who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. My favorite, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's my favorite thing to say in the morning. It all belongs to you. It all moves at your command. It is all yours. My home, my family, my, my, my job, my everything is yours. And I believe in you. Not only do I believe, but I'm activating my faith that you are who you say you are. And you're going to do what you said you would do. There's so much more. But what I love, let's see, where did I write this? Jesus, if you notice, Jesus never asks for anything in this prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. He declares it. This prayer is a declaration of faith. Manifest your kingdom realm. Not God, would you please manifest your kingdom realm. No, manifest your kingdom realm. Right here, right now, on earth as it is in heaven. He declares it. It's a declaration prayer. He declares the, in faith the whole entire prayer. You cannot declare something without faith. So this prayer cannot be prayed without faith. And you have it because it's a gift for you. Faith is yours. It's childlike. It is, it is as easy as taking a breath. Kids don't have any problem believing. You tell them Santa is real? Yep, he's real. He came to my house. You should see my presence. Tooth fairy's real? Yep, she's real. She came in my room last night, put a gold dollar under my pillow. Come on, if we can believe in Santa and the tooth fairy, how much greater is the God that fills the atmosphere? How much more powerful that we can declare our Father. You are my Father. You are my God. You fill every space. Your kingdom realm is here. Now, when you sent your son and your son said to pray this prayer, it's because it can happen here now. Not when we get there. Not back when it was written. Now. Now. These are the son's instructions. This is how we are instructed to commune with our father, simply, without pomp, just as we are, believing in faith. He is who he says he is. Through this prayer, our posture towards our father will give you divine faith 
divine wisdom, divine provision, divine forgiveness, divine protection, divine perspective, and understanding of his will. You want to know what God's will is? Pray this prayer. Father, help me line my heart up with you. Our Father who art in heaven. Our first step in walking out heaven on earth is agreeing with the Father in faith. Did you hear that? Not in, I understand it all. I can do this now. Okay, you got to kind of set that aside. Whether you get it all or not, Jesus is here right now. And he loves you. And he died for you. And he went to that cross. And it was real. And your first initial step is Jesus handing you faith and saying, take hold of what I've done for you. You're forgiven. You have eternal life. You have abundant life now. And guess what then? It says, signs and wonders and miracles will follow those who believe. Not might follow, will follow. I'm going to do one more thing. probably six different versions of this prayer. And this one's my favorite. This is the Jesus Storybook Bible. It's for our kids. But sometimes, and I know that the beginning of this message was a little complicated, and it will get clearer, I promise. But sometimes we need to just un- do all the things that have been built up in our minds and created a a theology about who God is and what God says. We need to strip it down to the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity of grace, and the simplicity that he has everything in his hands. And this, this version, it's not a version, this storybook says it best. So I'm gonna read you a story. Are you ready? You can see the pictures on the screen, so I'm not going to hold it out like this because I might mess up. How to pray. Jesus teaches people about prayer. Paraphrase of the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6. In those days, there were some extra super holy people. At least that's what they thought. And they were called Pharisees. Every day, they would stand out there in the middle of the street and pray out loud in big, extra, super holy voices. They really weren't praying so much as just showing off. They used lots of special words that were so clever, no one understood what they meant. People walked by, would stop and stare, which might sound rude, except that's exactly what the extra, super holy people wanted. They wanted everyone to say, look at them. They're so holy. God must love those people best. Now, you and I both know they were wrong. God doesn't just love holy people. But the people walking by weren't so sure. Perhaps you did have to be really clever or good or important for God to love you. Perhaps you had to know lots of difficult, clever words to speak to God. So one day, Jesus taught people how to pray. He said, when you pray, don't pray like the extra super holy people. They think if they say lots of words, God will hear them. But it's not because you're so clever or good or so important that God will listen to you. 
God listens to you because he loves you. Did you know that God is always listening to you? Did you know that God can hear the quietest whisper deep inside your heart even before you've started to say it? Because God knows exactly what you need before you ask him. Jesus told them. You see, God just can't wait to give you all that you need. So you don't need to use long words or special words. You don't have to use a special voice. You just have to talk. So when you pray, pray in your normal voice, just like when you're talking to someone you love very much. Like this. Hello, Daddy. We want to know you and be close to you. Please show us how. Make everything in the world right again and in our hearts too. Do what is best, just like you do in heaven. And please do it down here too. Please give us everything we need today. Forgive us for doing wrong, for hurting you. Forgive us for we forgive other people when they hurt us. Rescue us. We need you. We don't want to keep running away and hiding from you. Keep us safe from our enemies. You're strong, God. You can do whatever you want. You are in charge. Now and forever and for always, we think you're great. Amen. Yes, we do. You see, Jesus was showing people that God would always love them. With a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. So they didn't need to hide anymore, or be afraid or ashamed. They could stop running away from God. And they could run to him instead as a little child runs into her daddy's arms. Would you stand with me? This morning, if you have heard what has been said and you've seen the worship and you've seen what God is doing and you want to activate that faith in who he is and what he said about who you are, that you are his daughter, you are his son, and that he loves you and that he sent his son to come chasing after you to find you, to give you everything you need, to provide everything you need, to, to heal every need you have, to bring wholeness into your entire life, to give you the job that you need, to give you the car that you need. It's not about stuff, y'all. That's not what it's about. But when you line your heart up with him, his provision comes flooding in. It comes flooding in. So I want to tell you this morning that Jesus loves you, and it is very simple to join your life to his. It is very simple. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I need you. It's, it's in this prayer. I need you to forgive me. 
I need you to walk with me. I need you to cleanse my heart. I need you to be with me in every area of my life. I don't always understand, but I'm going to trust that you are who you say you are. I'm going to trust in faith that you went to the cross for me to pay for all of my sins so that I can be with you. So that I could join this family, this beautiful family of God. If that's you this morning, if you want to pray that prayer right now, I implore you to do it. Don't wait. Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. Bring wholeness and forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Our first step in walking out heaven on earth is agreeing with the Father in faith. Our Father, I'm going to pray this over you, and then we're going to close with a song. Our Father, dwelling in heavenly realms, may your, the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm. And cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need. Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For you are the king who rules with power and glory forever. Amen.